0: sisters uh, welcome to our online service Uh, and it is a privilege indeed, it is a joy to once again uh, stand on this pulpit to preach uh, to you I hope that all of you are doing well and uh, picking up on your on your daily lives as we begin to ease into uh, the new normal and uh, I hope and I pray that uh, all of you are fine and, uh, and doing well in the Lord wherever you are and um, I don't know about you uh, what you have uh, been up to during the the restricted uh, movement control order but as for me I've done a lot of things you know uh, things that I have not been able to do as, um, uh, during during the uh, other times uh, uh, perhaps because of work or pe- perhaps because I'm occupied with other things and uh, one of the things that that uh, that picked up is um, gardening. Now, I've never been really uh, involved in gardening, and uh, you know, uh, and and uh, it's only something that you know my parents, uh, my mom, she's a green finger, my dad, he's a he's a green finger, and uh, everything everything they do with plants, you know, it 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 it, it just blossoms, it just becomes fruitful. And uh, for me, that, that that hasn't been a gift that was passed down. Uh, and uh, you know, perhaps one day I'll ask them to lay hands on me, you know, so that so that I, I I can have that gift as well. But that was something that we picked up. Audrey and I, we had an opportunity to to tend to some plants that we have around the around the house. And uh, one of the plants that that um, that Audrey bought is a monstera. Right? Uh, some of you may know uh, what what is a monstera. A Monstera is a um, indoor plant you know it's it's very leafy it, the, the leaves are very big and uh it's 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 quite exotic because the the, the leaves at in in the in the center of the leaves or spread out near the near its uh its center is all these holes right and uh it's a very peculiar plant and very delicate as well now something happened along the way and then and, and you know we, we tried our best to to, to, to water it, to, to, to tend to it, you know, to try and nourish it. But then, lo and behold, it, it started to, to turn yellow, right? And, um, and we, were, we were all quite concerned. And in fact, I, I remember what happened was one, one late, one night, we all decided to just go out into the garden. I think it was around 11 p.m. at night, uh, and just started to change to, to transfer them out of their small pots right, into bigger pots, you know, with, with, uh, with, um, with uh, all these very good fertile soil and everything, in hopes that it would um, grow. But as the days went by, as the leaves and the stems started to bend over, and uh, it, 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 didn't, it didn't work. So we, we had to send it to the nursery where we bought it. So we sent it to the nursery, the the lady took one look at it and realised that something is totally not right. And uh, what she did was she dug into the roots and when she pulled out the stem of the leaf, uh, we realised that the stem was no longer attached to the root and the plant has died, right? So we were shocked uh, and we couldn't save the plant anymore. the reason why that happened was because um, we, we, we put too much um, fertilizer into the soil and what that did was it poisoned the soil and uh, and, and killed the root of the plant and, and when the root is dead, then the plant is dead as well. So, so that was one, 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 one lesson we learned about about um, gardening, about, about tending to, to, um, to, to plants. And, and, and it teaches us about life as well. You see, life is about growing, um, but, but it's not about feeding our life with everything and just anything. You know, there are things uh, that will help us to grow then, uh, and, and to mature, and there are things that when we feed on, when we, when we take on to our lives, uh, will not bring lasting fruit, uh, and it will stunt our ability to be mature, and, and uh, we're going to go through the book of Colossians today uh, where, we, where we read a letter that, that Paul wrote to the church in Colossae and, uh, and, and basically um, taught them what, what is the way to grow their faith? What is the source uh, of growth and maturity? You see, um, the church of Colossae uh, was a Gentile church and it was a new church. Um, the people in, in that city uh, were new to the gospel. were new to uh, were new to to, to the message of, of Jesus. And their faith was new. They were babes. You know, they were young babies. Their faith was growing, uh, and, and it needed a lot of nourishment. It needed a lot of nutrition. But not just any kind of nutrition. You know, just as just as plants need nutrition, but not just any kind. But things that uh, enable it to edify enable it to grow so last week we uh, we ended the uh, the sermon by saying that the purpose of being hidden in the presence of the lord is so that uh, we might mature And this week uh, we want to talk about what it means to grow what it means to be mature so let's turn to uh, the book of colossians uh, chapter 1 verses 1 to 23 and now we'll read uh, let's read together Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you, as it also has in the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, with the thrones, or dominions, or principalities, or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by Him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked words, yet now He has reconciled in the body of His flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in His sight. If indeed you continue in faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to you, to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister." Now, maturity in life uh, is highlighted here in the book of Colossians. Now, Paul talks about a few things that that he, he, he wanted to present to the church Colossae uh, and and it speaks about the need for them to grow from being babies in their faith into maturity into um, strong Christians, into those whose faith um, was strong. And there are several things that Paul talked about here, about maturity and what it means to be mature. Now, a maturity uh, in life is a life that is pleasing to the Lord, a life that Desires to please the Lord. Uh, it, it is a life that that lives in a manner that is worthy uh, of the Lord of His name. A life of displaying uh, a life that is transformed. A life that yields to the to the Word of God. A, a life that is that y- is yielding uh, in obedience to to what God is asking us uh, uh, in our lives, and 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 to live a life. Um, that does not always desire what we want but indeed do what the Lord requires of us and that that is that is what it means to be mature in our life the second thing is um, that maturity there is fruitfulness in maturity right? uh, and this fruitfulness in the good work is in the good works that we do um, you know good works not just any good works but good works that reveal the gospel that tells us that tells the people around us you know who Jesus is and and what does what does it mean to be a Christian what does it mean to live um, as as people of God what does it mean um, that Jesus is our Lord and Savior and these are the good works um, that Paul is talking about uh, and what it means to be mature Um, good works that glorify the name of the Lord, good works that tell of the people of the, lo- the, the, the love of God, and, and that is that sign of maturity um, uh, that, that, we, that, that, that tells that there is growth in our life. And the third thing is uh, that maturity in life it means that there is an increase of our knowledge of God. Uh, there is a, a deeper faith that we have, a clearer understanding of who God is and uh, even a, a more passionate love uh, towards him towards his words towards his commandments uh, to know, know know God as the Father God as the Son God as the Holy Spirit and to know who we are in him but you know all these qualities of a mature life doesn't just come automatically uh, you know it, it is not something that if we just allow um, you know, the Lord to come and that it will happen. You know, it's not something where where we just receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior and then bam, the next thing we know, we are mature. No, maturity and growing in maturity doesn't work like that. Growing in maturity uh, is not something passive. It requires our active participation. It requires us to, to take action um, and, and not just sit there, right? Uh, and, and so, and so so Paul goes on to say that in order for us to grow and mature, in verse 6, he says that um, we need to fill ourselves with the truth of God, that, that the gospel of Jesus, the truth of God, um, needs to be understood. You know, we need, to, we need to lay hold of the truth of God, and we need to allow it to, to, to mean something to us. We need to, to, to allow the Word of God to. To, to speak to us deeply, you know, not just not just in our mind, not just uh, up here, but also deep in our heart, deep in in the depths of our spirit, right? And and in verse nine, he talks about filling ourselves uh, with the knowledge of the will of God, right? With the understanding of who God is, and and brothers and sisters, that is what it means to to be fruitful. Now. The book of Colossians talks about Christ a lot and, and how Christ is the head of everything. Just now we've read um, in the middle of the passage where it talks about Christ as being above all things, that all things were created uh, through Him and for Him. You know, It is, uh, it is also uh, in reflection of what uh, the book of John talks about right in the beginning where it says uh, all things were created through Him and nothing that was made is made without Christ and in the same way, all lasting fruitfulness, everything in life uh, is a product of Christ, it is a product of of the truth and without truth, there is no lasting fruitfulness, without truth, there is no lasting maturity and that truth, the truth that that the Bible talks about, the truth that Paul talks about uh, resides in the Word of God, the Word of God is truth And that Word of God, um, the source of that Word of God is Christ Himself. So all fruitfulness, all maturity, all growth must come from that source and no other source. Um, It must come from Christ, Christ and Christ alone. You know, it it shouldn't come from uh, what people say, it shouldn't come from, you know, uh, you know what the internet says, or what website says this, or what email says this. Also, all all truths, must um, be subjected to Christ. All source of truth must be subjected to Christ because He is the truth, the way, and the life, right? And and so, um, and so, that is how we grow. You know, we 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 fill ourselves. With the truth of God, but how do we do that? What is the action that we do? You know, we when we say that we're not supposed to be passive, uh, you know, we're supposed to act upon it. You know, we're not supposed to just sit down. Um, what do we do with the Word of God? Now, the thing that we do with the Word of God is that when we hear it, we need to receive it, right? Not just hearing it, not just leaving it in our heads, but to receive it, to welcome it into our hearts. You know, to to to, to tell ourselves, Lord, this is. This is the word of life. This is the word from God. It is truth. Allow it to sink into our hearts and then let it be internalized in us. Um, Let it mean something to us. Um, You know, whatever that is that the word of God is speaking about, whether it is to bring us peace, whether it is to bring us joy, whether that word of God is to bring us assurance, to bring us strength when we are weak, or to remove falsehood, or to illuminate uh, the darkness, or to change our belief system and the way we think and transform us, it must take its effect. It must bear fruit. The Word of God must take effect, and it must bear fruit. Um, I remember the first time that I read uh, Colossians uh, chapter 1 verse 16, right? Uh, If we can just turn to Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, it's one of the first uh, Bible verses that I memorized uh, as a young Christian uh, and how I, I came across it uh, was not through reading the Bible uh, but it was through a book by Rick Warren, some of you may know Rick Warren and his book was uh, it's called, titled um, A Purpose Driven Life. Right? And, and I remember reading this, it must have been in the first few chapters. Of the book because I never finished the book, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you know, it's just one of those things. But this this Bible was stuck with me. Uh, in in uh, Colossians chapter one, verse sixteen, it says, "By by him all things were created, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him." and you know it was it was one of those bible verses that resonated with me as a young man Uh, this was about 15 years ago and something that 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 really spoke to me then right Um, and that was the first time reading it and you know some of you when when we when we are up here uh you know worshiping when we come together worshiping uh, sometimes you may hear me declaring it as well you know it's one of those favorite verses that i declare uh, when I worship, when I pray, you know that Christ is seated above all principalities, powers, and dominions. It's one of those one of those uh, go-to verses that I that that I take in. Right? But um, but I, we shouldn't leave it there. You know that was something that I received um, fifteen years ago. You know that was something that the Lord uh, placed in my heart fifteen years ago. Right? Um, and and today. That verse in Colossians 1.16 should mean much more than that. You know, it it shouldn't just mean what it meant to me 15 years ago, but it it should be something that is still alive to me today. You know, something that when I read, it will just spring forth and say, Wow, you know, this truth that the Lord speaks about, it just opens my mind to deeper things of the Lord. And that is how it should be. That is how um, you know, the, the, the Word of God should stir us in our spirit, in our hearts, in our minds. And, um, you know, I remember what Liz shared with us uh, you know, a couple of months ago when she was here preaching. And she was, it was, she was sharing that when she reads the Word of God, she never just reads and closes the Bible and just move on. But she always asks from the Lord to reveal to her the truth of that word even difficult Bible verses, even challenging ones you know sometimes when we read the word of God perhaps it, it, it feels like it doesn't mean anything to us at that moment in our, in, in, moment in our life um, but this was encouraging us by saying you know, let's not just close the book there but let us wrestle with it let us lay hold of it lay hold of the word of God and and don't let go you know don't let go and and ask the Lord Lord speak to me even through these difficult verses let your revelation come to us and I want to encourage us in the same way um, that that we should look at the word of God as well sometimes it requires us to wrestle sometimes it requires us to just you know try to mince it up, cut it up, so that we can chew it bit by bit, word by word sometimes. And, but then, the encouragement to us is that when that truth hits us, when the, when, when the Lord reveals that truth to us, it will be so powerful, so life-changing. Um, you know, it really feeds our soul, it really feeds our spirit, it really quenches our thirst. So, so let us never be passive even when the word of God is difficult, even when the word of God is tough, never just let it go. Lay hold of it. Don't let it go. You know, don't, don't just leave it like that and say, ah, give up. But lay hold of it. You know, um, uh, books like these, Colossians, is perhaps one of the more challenging uh, sermons. You know, they're not. They're different from parables, they're different from the gospel uh, of the life of Jesus. And, because the letters of Paul are so worthy you know they're full of words they're full of uh, uh, symbols they're full of, of, of uh, things that he's trying to say true meaning and but don't give up you know this time around I told myself I'm not going to give up you know I'm going to uh, I'm going to allow the Lord to speak uh, beyond just Colossians 1:16, but to speak to me the full counsel of the Lord in Colossians so, in your study of the Bible as well, let us not give up. Let us take the word of God and say, God, speak to me. Fill me with the knowledge of your word. Fill me uh, with what you're trying to say. Right? And it must be the truth of God. It must be the truth of the gospel. And that is found in Christ Jesus. Um, you know, it, it shouldn't be a rough estimate of the truth. It shouldn't be just an approximation. Approximately, this is what God is saying. Uh, It it shouldn't just be a rumour, something we heard from someone uh, uh, who told us something uh, that someone else or some other preacher said. Uh, It shouldn't just be uh, something that we heard from somewhere or read from somewhere. But it must come from the Spirit of God. It must come from from the Word of God that we've read for ourselves, that we've heard for ourselves, that we've received and internalize. You know, the truth is so important. Even in the time of Paul, uh, he wrote this letter when he was under arrest. And he was far away from this church that that he had planted. And and that was his concern during those times. Because the church in Colossae faced tremendous pressure. uh, Pressure to dilute their faith. Pressure on, on their lifestyle. Pressure to to put in heresy into into the gospel that was preached to them, uh, you know lies into the truth that was shared uh, by the missionaries um, during that time, and and it, it is things like these that prevent the church from growing. You know lies, heresies, things that dilute our faith. It it, it stops us from growing. It is things that feed uh, feed us. Um, in the wrong way, that will stunt our growth and stop us from transforming. In fact, um, you know, Paul's concern for, for, for this, for the truth to, to be evident in the life of the church, uh, was not just in the church of Colossae, but in this, um, in this um, book of Colossians, when you read it, at the end he also says, you know, um, this, this he also tells the, the, the church in Colossians, that this letter that you are reading now um, you know, pass it on to the church in Laodicea so that they uh, will know what is my instruction as well. Uh, and so you see that um, this uh, contention on the truth of God, uh, uh, this contention to dilute the faith of the people um, was not just in Colossians, it was everywhere, it was in Laodicea as well. And even today, um, we see that among our Christians as well, all around the world that there is that contention. Um, that when the truth of God is delivered, that there is that contention to dilute that what was once received. Uh, we, we remember what Jesus shared in his parable of the sower as well. That once the, 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 the word of God is preached, that there will be a contention. If it is not received in faith, then something else will lay hold. it, something else will choke it out, something else will kill it Uh, from becoming fruitful and so and so it is very important for us to know the truth of god to know what god is saying for ourselves you know not 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 for our cell leaders uh, not for our preachers but for ourselves and i believe that god is able to speak to us um, when we really spend time with the word of god you know, in, 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 in the, in Jesus said that My sheep hears my voice right? And we are all the sheep of God And we will hear from the Lord When we ask of Him right? And some of you at this moment in time Are going through your marathon uh, Bible marathon uh, I don't know where you are right now Some of you may, may be well into the, prof- uh, you know, into the prophets uh, Or some of you are maybe in, in Psalms uh, Myself I've just um, finished Samuel and I'm only starting with First uh, Kings. It has been rather uh, slow for the past one week uh, because of work. But I've been trying to, to, to keep on with it, you know, to keep running with it and allow the Word of God to soak me, to fill me uh, and, uh, with that truth in my life. Right? And, and Paul also talks about Uh, you know, this kind of filling in, this kind of soaking with the Word of God. Uh, He he says, uh, let us be grounded with the the truth of God. Let us be steadfast uh, in the truth of God. Let us be rooted in the truth of God. Let us be built up in the truth of God. And all these words uh, tell us one thing, that it is active, it is not passive. You know, it requires our action. It requires for us to make a decision and say, God, I'm going to fill my life with your word, no matter how tough it is, no matter how sometimes it feels so dry, but Lord, fill me with the knowledge um, of your presence. Fill me with with what you want to say to me, your revelation for me today. Um, you know, one, one of the things that, 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 I, that I always pray um, is that the Lord will speak to me his revelation for today. Don't be satisfied with, with just what God revealed to us yesterday. But, but desire for today, Lord, what are you telling me today? What do what you want to reveal to me today? And what I want to encourage us in our life as well, when we read the word of God, ask from the Lord, fill me with your knowledge, fill me with your truth, fill me with the knowledge of who Jesus is today. Uh, reveal to me who you are. Right, And I believe that when we ask the Lord to fill fill us with the knowledge of His will, knowledge uh, in all wisdom and understanding that the Lord will surely fill us with His, with His words. Now, um, broadly, there are three areas in our life that, uh, that we desire for the Lord to, to, to fill us with. Um, one is, of course, in our own lives. In our own lives, we desire the will of God and how we fit into His will. The second is for the church and how the church uh, is able to 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 work out uh, his great commission to preach the gospel to all peoples baptizing them uh, you know in in the father uh, the son and the holy spirit and also uh, what is the will of god for the world and um, and we need the lord to to let us know we need the lord to reveal to us all these things we 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 cannot afford to to run around doing everything and all anything uh, hoping that one of it hits the target, hoping that one of it is what the Lord wants us to do. You know, we need to be certain, we need to be sure that whatever things we labour on, whatever things we put ourselves into, that we commit uh, ourselves into, is, um, you know, God's plan, God's will and purpose uh, for that area of our lives, right? And so only when we are filled with the knowledge and truth of God, Are we able to grow deeper in maturity? The next thing is that maturity means transformation, right? Uh, The Word of God must transform us. We must change. We must change. If we do not change, if we are not transformed, then the world will change us and the world will transform us. And, And there's no two ways about it. we we may have a choice on whether we want to allow the truth of God to transform us but there is no if whether the world will change us when we don't allow the word of God to transform us it is only a matter of when and uh, and this is very serious right? Um, because there is always that contention uh, in our lives the enemy, Satan, his his uh, his modus operandi, you know, his way of working is that he's come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That is that is his absolute intention, right? And he never stops. He never stops. He never rests. He never gives up. But that is his intention. Is he will look for every opportunity. Right? The Bible says that he's like a prowling, uh, you know line right ready to pounce ready to to lay hold of us and lay us uh, to take us captive and and cause us to fall right so um we need to transform um, and and sadly today in this world we see that the church is uh, being challenged uh, in its faith um, and and when the church remains silent when the church is unable to stand on the truth, um, then the world will change the church. right? Isn't it true? We see in all parts of the world where the church has lost its power, has lost, lost its footing in the Lord, and has allowed the world to dictate what is the truth, what is acceptable, and uh, what is allowed. Right? And, um, and, and that is that contention that Paul even all those years ago, was talking about the contention um, to 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 lay hold of our lives, right? And, and so we need to transform. We cannot allow ourselves to to just remain where we are. We cannot allow ourselves um, to to be uh, in the place where we are. Uh, in Colossians chapter two, verses eight to fifteen. It says here, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. In Him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body and the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with Him in baptism, in which you also were raised with Him through the faith in the working of God, who raised Him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, He has made alive together with Him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us and He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, He has made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it." And, um, and, and this, uh, this, this passage here is so beautiful, right? It's so powerful. When we, read, when we read what Paul was trying to tell the people of God, that you're no longer captives, You're no longer slaves to sin. Uh, That Christ has done all that is necessary for us to be a new creation. And He has nailed um, all our sins, our sinful nature to the cross. And so, because of that, we are a new creation. We are transformed. Um, We are no longer uh, captives um, of sin, captives of the enemy, but Christ, has redeemed us Christ has saved us and He is the one who rules in us so um, so we need to be transformed in our lives we no longer uh, we, we cannot be where we are but we need to change right? uh, the book of Colossians speaks about this a lot right? it talks about changing that, that uh, once we've received Christ that the truth of God should change us that that the knowledge of His will um, and, and the knowledge of His uh, of 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 of, uh, of Christ uh, must change us in the same way in our lives. The Word of God uh, must transform us, and we cannot allow. Uh, we 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 cannot uh, not allow that to happen. You know, it must be something that 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 uh, that must happen in our lives, and and. Um, You know what should happen, right? Uh, Let's turn to uh, Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 to 8. Right? Um, It says here, Therefore, put to death your members which are on earth fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Which you yourself once were walk, uh, once when you lived, uh, walked when you lived in them, right? But now you yourself are to put off all these things—anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language—out of your mouth. And here Paul's talk, Paul talks about transformation. It talks about what, uh, what are the things that we need to do. Now that Christ is the one who rules in our life, now that we are uh, no longer um, slaves of sin, no longer uh, captives of the enemy, um, that we need to put to death our sinful nature, right? Uh, the way that we have been operating in our life, the, the things that have been causing us to, 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 to not grow in the Lord, the things that have been causing us to to, to to walk um, against the will of the Lord, to, to walk in disobedience to Him. Um, we need to put it to death, right? These are very strong words. To put to death, meaning to remove it totally, right? Um, and, and put to death basically, and uh, and not allow it to to dictate how we live our life. Uh, just now, when we read in in uh, earlier on in, uh, in Colossians chapter two verses uh, eight to fifteen, right? Uh, it says here uh, you were once uh, ruled by the flesh um, but now uh, you are made alive in christ right um, we have put to death the things that are sinful right and we have risen with the hope of christ we have risen uh, as his we have risen uh, as a child of god so we need to put to death these things uh, that are, uh, that are that are part of our sinful nature, part of the way we used to walk our life. Um, and 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 whether it's uh, it's, uh whether it's our, our temptations or addictions um, or the way we have been operating in our life, the, the belief systems that we have, we need to put it to death. Right? That's the first thing. The second thing is um, Paul talks about putting off the, the ways of the flesh, the ways we have been responding. To circumstances in our life, the way I've been responding in situations in our life. Uh, this word "putting off," um, uh, you know, reminds us of, like putting off, putting on clothes, right? And what Paul is saying here is that we need to take off uh, the way of the flesh, the way of doing things we used to uh, to do when we were when we were still um, living a life of sin, when we did not know Christ. Uh, maybe it's the way we respond to people. Uh, when we take offence to something they have done to us wrongly, then maybe uh, in our mind, uh, the first thought we, we want to do is that we want to take revenge. You know, we want to you know, because of what He has done to us. Uh, Paul says, um, you know, do, not, do not be, be, be laid captive by, by these kind of things, but to put it off, to say, No, Lord, uh, I'm a new creation in Christ i'm no longer a slave of sin i'm no longer uh you know a slave to to living this way anymore then i can put it off you know i can take it off and say no lord um, help me i'm I'm, I'm surrendering all these things i'm nailing it to the cross of jesus Uh, in the way i've been operating the way i've been feeling sometimes when things happen in my life uh, you know the anger perhaps uh, our temper um, uh, because of, of, of how people treat us or perhaps even because the way we perceive they, they, they treat us right uh, we we have uh, this choice right This opportunity to put it off And you know, the words that Paul uses to put off um, reminds me that, that 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 power is in our hands whether we want to continue to live a life in the flesh or whether we want to take off what is off the flesh and say, Lord, give to me. Let me put on the things of the Spirit. Let me put on the fruits of the Spirit. You know, and I believe that that is the desire that God has for us. Um, you know, maturity, when we, we talk about maturity, also means that um, we're no longer living on our emotions. When we were young kids, when we were babies, uh, we we are governed by our stomachs, right? Babies, uh, when when they're hungry, they'll cry, right? Or when uh, when they wet themselves, uh, then they will cry, you know. And and they they're, they're so they're so moved by their their, their, their these are uh, basic nat- uh, needs that they have, and, and that's how they operate, right? Um, but we but when, when they grow up then it becomes becomes different, right? And in the same way in our lives, when we talk about maturity, maturity means that sometimes, and a lot of times it is, uh, you know, it is not just sometimes, but a lot of times it requires for us to decide something um, that is contrary to what we want, right? And what, and, and is in line with what God is saying to us and that, that is what maturity means maturity means an ability to deny what I want and to say Lord let your not, uh, let your will let your plan, your purpose uh, come before uh, my desires, my plan and my purposes and um, you know this, uh, this period of uh, MCO and COVID-19 has really um, been a blessing to me um in in my in my in my walk with the lord in my spiritual life i feel that i've uh, i've grown uh, greater in spiritual maturity but also grown uh, in my maturity in telling myself that look you, you can't always decide things for yourself but you have to allow god to to be first and um And some of you may may have heard from me uh, through Power Station, and some of you uh, maybe in the worship team have heard about this as well. But uh, during this this period of uh, of, uh, of, uh, uh, MCO, um, my work, my circular job has really taken a hit, right? Um, In fact, I had to take a a, a deduction in in my salary, in my income. Uh, about 25%, which is quite a lot. And yet, you know, the surprising thing is is that when, when, my, when my boss told me about it, I, it didn't take me long to say, okay, you know, because he, he wanted to know whether I'm agreeable to it. And it didn't take me long to say, okay, you know, let's just do this. right? Do whatever uh, is, is good for the company. You know? uh, and, and, and uh, you know, there was that peace in my heart and it's quite surprising, right? Because um, you know, my, my income and my salary has always been uh, one of the challenges that I have uh, in my desire to uh, go into full time. Right? Because you know, when you go into full time, of course uh, your income or what you take home will not be what I would earn um, if I were doing a circular job, right? But Surprisingly, when this hit, um, it didn't hit me that that much. You know, I I wasn't like I wasn't in despair. You know, I wasn't crying out to the Lord and saying, "Why is this happening to me?" But there was that peace in my heart, and and I believe that it is God speaking to me, right? And He's telling me, like, "Look, you've been for the past few years, you've been, you know, you've been so worried about the fact that you can't survive with." Uh, with whatever finances that you're gonna take in, but look, you're here, and you have peace, and uh, you're not, you're not, you're not bothered by it, and and you know, for me personally, it has really, it, it has really allowed me to to take a leap ahead, you know, and, and deciding, look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come out soon, so if you you're hearing it here on recording, uh, it's recorded, so. Uh, couple of years from now if uh, it doesn't happen you can play this back to me <laughs> and remind me that um, you know that, that that that's a decision that, that, that I've made. And um and and yeah, you know so so it has allowed me to grow in maturity. It's allowed me to say to myself that um, you know I can't I can't live a life where uh, I have to take care of me myself at night. You know, I, I need to grow. I need to grow in maturity. I need to come to a point in my life where I say, it's not about me, but it's about you, Lord. It's about what you want. And, and, and that's what it means to be transformed, right? And uh, we need to continue to transform. We need to be renewed in our minds to grow in the spirit. Um, when transformation begins from within us, uh, then it will impact the church and when that happens it will impact the nations you see um, the lord wants to change things in the nations or change things in Malaysia but it is not true the politicians it is not true the legisl- legislations but it is true. the church that is the way that God operates it is always true the spiritual things. It is always true. um, the root of all things. Whether it it is racism, whether it's inequality, uh, whether it's corruption, there's that root. And that root is always spiritual. And we cannot attack it from a legislative mindset. We cannot attack it from a political mindset. There's not a change in government, but it is a transformation. In the spiritual things and that transformation doesn't begin up there in Putrajaya wherever in Capitol Hill you know in Parliament but it begins in us it starts with our lives it starts with us deciding Lord I'm gonna be transformed I'm gonna be a new man you have called me a new creation and therefore I'll put on the spiritual things um, I'll no longer live a life that is captive uh, laid captive by sin and by satan but i'm going to live a life uh, that glorifies your name it begins with us surrendering to the lord it begins with us making that sacrifice and when that happens it causes the church to be revived we talk about revival what does it mean it means each and every one of us telling the lord lord i'm not going to live a life that is selfish I'm going to live a life for you. I'm going to transform. I'm going to align my life in the way that you are moving. And only then will we hear about revival. And when that happens, then the church will be powerful. The church is able to change the nations. If we look at the life of Jesus. Um, we, we see that that was how Jesus lived his life as well. You know, he didn't, he didn't go about um, trying to change the political systems of the world. He didn't uh, pick a fight with the Romans. He didn't pick a fight with the, the politicians of the day. But what he did, if we read, is that he spent his time with sinners. He spent his time with the religious people. That is where transformation happens. It's in the people of God. It is in um, you know, the, 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 the Pharisees. You It is in that place and when that happens when they are transformed when they receive the truth of God when their lives are changed then it begins to transform the things around them so um, I hope that in our lives let us look at our lives that way let us grow in maturity let us be transformed in our lives let us be transformed in our families let us be transformed among our friends, that when it begins from us, it will will impact the church and from there it will impact the nations. So I hope uh, all of us are, are blessed by the message this morning and I pray that for all of us that we will be filled with the knowledge of the will of God so that we are able to grow in maturity so that we will be transformed to be more and more like Jesus, to revive the church and to take the nations for His name, for His glory. Let us all bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we thank You for for Your words, Lord, that are so timeless. In times like this, we realise how it speaks to us even today, the words of Paul, um, that, that there is that contention around the world to, to dilute the faith, to dilute the truth. And, and Paul's recipe, Paul's intru- instruction is so clear, that we are to go deep in the truth, we are to go deep in the Word of God, to know for certain what is your will, to know for certain the gospel of Jesus. And Father, we, we pray that in our lives, Lord, that that will be our hunger, our desire, Lord, that when we read the Word of God, we, we won't give up easily. But we'll desire for you to speak, to speak deep into our spirit. And we'll wrestle with the Word of God. Sometimes we need to lay hold of it. Sometimes we just need to cling on to it even. But when we do that, Lord, we ask of you to fill us with your knowledge. Reveal to us your revelation. Reveal to us your truth. And I pray, Lord, that as we re- when we see your truth, then, we, when your revelation comes to us, Lord, that we will receive it with gladness; that we will consume it; that we will internalize it, Lord. And from there, let it transform us. Let it change us. Lord. Let us. Let it uh, cause us to grow in our in our minds. Be renewed in our in our minds, so that we are more and more. Like Jesus. Lord, let us be changed in the way we, we we see things. So that we see things, Lord, in your perspective. Father, we thank you for your words and we pray that in this time as we are as we are as we are hidden in you, Lord, that we will, that we will grow in maturity. To feed ourselves with the word, to feed ourselves with the spirit, Lord so that we become strong, so that we will bring revival to the church. And from there, Lord, impact the nations and take the nations for You, Lord Jesus. We thank You for Your Word this morning. We thank You for speaking to us through Your Spirit. We pray and ask all this in the mighty name of Jesus.